1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery
2: on your first three orders while supplies last.
1: Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to WFAN's Baseball Insiders Yankees Spring Training Podcast. For Saturday, February 27th, I'm Sweeney Murdy. The exhibition season is almost here. The first game is on Sunday when the Yankees take on the Blue Jays. You can hear the game on WFAN. It is a 1 o'clock start. The game is also being televised by the YES Network and the MLB Network. Uh, so a lot of excitement, and there will be fans in the stands for the first time in a long time. Uh, all the games will have some level of, uh, of attendance there, depending on where the what the local ordinance, are a small percentage of capacity and it'll be fun just to hear a real crowd for the first time and see what kinds of uh just fun it is for these players to be in that environment again they've all talked about how much they missed it uh you know aaron boone talked about just looking up in the stands and seeing some familiar faces at games or young kids who are uh, really getting into the excitement um There are a lot of reasons why the players missed playing in front of fans. We'll start to see that to a small degree when these exhibition games get underway. One of the things that I was curious about was the new baseball. And I think a lot of people are interested to see how this is going to affect the play of, you know, the pitchers have talked about it for a couple of years now, several years, the the ball is juiced, it's this, it's that, and it's leading to a lot of home runs. Well, it's, maybe it's leading to people swinging for home runs. So as uh, Marcus Timms, the Yankees hitting coach, stepped into the Zoom interview room, I was curious what he thought about the new baseball, the idea that there is some transparency, a little tiny bit, the baseball, uh, that Major League Baseball is using a new baseball with the idea that it is a little less bouncy than the previous versions of it. And it might lead to fewer home runs. If that's the case, is there any change in philosophy, any change in style for teams around the league? Specifically, I asked that to Yankees hitting coach, Marcus Timms. No, uh, we're not changing our philosophy, Sweeney. We're going to control the strike zone and we're going to try to kick up some dust when the ball is in our damage zone. Uh,
1: We used some of the balls yesterday and, um, I didn't really tell the difference. We got some powerful guys, man. And I just, I don't want our guys thinking about the baseball other than hitting it, you know? So um, um, I don't think it's going to be a big difference, um, but we're going to keep our our philosophy as our philosophy. We're not getting away from that.
2: I think I kind of knew the answer going in, but it was fun to hear him say it. Uh, The Yankees have a certain, you know, have a lot of really good hitters. They have a lot of big players, uh, powerful players. So to think that they were going to change their style, uh, it's really driven less by the ball as it is the personnel. You know, if there's a few. Extra feet being knocked off the baseball, well, you know, these guys that hit it 450 feet probably shouldn't care and shouldn't change their swings. So I think that's where the Yankees are going with this. But contact is always a good thing. We all know that. Nobody did that better than D.J. LeMayhew for the Yankees. He's a really important piece for this team. Uh, As I mentioned earlier in the uh, in-spring training, I think his versatility really helps the Yankees, too. As they go about constructing the rest of their team, the fact that he can serve almost as a backup first baseman and third baseman while being the everyday second baseman, well, that could help them maybe get an extra player somewhere else in this roster to to help out and um, and see how they go about uh, making their four-man bench, their 26-man roster. You know, DJ LeMahieu has been terrific for the last two years that he's been a Yankee, and A lot of times when we look at spring training, it's all about the pitchers. Uh, The length of spring training certainly is about the pitchers, but it's about watching them progress. And it's easy to talk to them about, you know, kind of how they are moving through spring training and what they're seeing, what they're focusing on as they build their stamina, what they're really trying to accomplish. Sometimes it's more difficult for hitters or a guy like DJ LeMay, who's a really good hitter. I wanted to know how he would measure his progress in, uh, in spring training, what the normal progression is for him.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, I just, just, um, you know, kind of chasing, chasing perfection with, with, with my swing and, and, being ready physically. Um, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, you want it to be there day one, but, uh, sometimes it's not always, it's, it it is a progression and, and, um, you know, I've had, you know, my last two spring trainings, like I haven't really gotten that many hits and, and I have, I've had my better years. So, um, you know, you know, just chasing that perfection and and not being satisfied with, with a couple, you know, good at bats and spring training.
2: One guy that we haven't spent a lot of time talking about is Mike Talkman, and Part of the reason is the addition of Brett Gardner because his addition to the roster really kind of narrows down what else the Yankees can do on their bench. Mike Talkman, left handed hitting outfielder who can play all the outfield positions, has some speed. Well, Brett Gardner does that too. And with Clint Frazier now as the everyday left fielder, Gardner as a backup in center and left. Uh, Is there room for Mike Talkman? Well, the first thing, uh, this is the first thing that Talkman. Talked about today. And remember when the Yankees traded for him two years ago was specifically with this idea of the extra outfielder. Now he's coming off a subpar 2020, and do the Yankees have better options for that roster spot than Mike Talkman? Here is uh, here is Talkman on the opportunity and the chances here on a pretty deep outfield. All of a sudden, as he looks to make this team,
1: you know the the, the thing about a team like this is that there's always going to be a lot of really really talented players they're around so the competition's always going to be there's a high level of competition um and you know there's there's things that i want to do um and and work on this spring that and that's going to kind of be my primary focus um mm-hmm. stuff like roster construction um i don't really have any say in it other than
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, what i'm showing in terms of performance and my work day-to-day. So that's just kind of what my focus is.
2: Talkman was pretty spectacular for the Yankees as a bench player in 2019. Big, big drop-off in 2020. We know there are a number of reasons that a lot of players struggled in 2020 the start and stop in the shortened season. Specifically for Talkman, uh, there was a shoulder issue that he said he was dealing with that wasn't enough to keep him out of the lineup. He didn't want to call it an excuse, uh, but you could see how that might have had some sort of an impact, especially when you think about what he's about to tell you here uh, about just the, uh, you know, I asked him to narrow down what he pinpointed, as a reason for his offensive struggles in 2020. What was the one thing that he was looking at that was a reason that he's trying to fix? And here's what he came up with.
1: My uh, bat path got a little bit out of whack and it led me to being consistently uh, under plane and a little bit disconnected, which I believe directly correlated to my struggles against um, velocity. So um, I kind of attacked the off season um, with some work to uh, create a tighter, flatter bat path that would allow me to um, cover the pitches that are you know you have to cover if you want to play this game.
2: Now as you try and fill out the last spots on a roster, it usually comes down to who performs well in spring training. Uh, That might be different for maybe a guy like Jay Bruce, who is used to having a roster spot and easing his way through spring training. All of a sudden, you know, he can't just be kind of chasing perfection the way D.J. LeMahieu put it all spring long. He he really has to produce. Um, But there are varying degrees of that, too. And I asked Mike Talkman if he thought he needed to put up good spring training numbers in order to win this job.
1: Every time you're out there, you want to play well, um, but once again, you know, if, if I come into spring training and you're looking at maybe 50 at bats and you know, you hit 10 balls around right the screws and you line out like, you know, I mean, I, so, so for me, I, you know, it's, it's in the season, there's a, there is a level of back of the baseball card surface level production. I think in spring training, you can, you can dive a little bit deeper to say, you know, well, I had two at-bats today and one I walked and one I lined out to the center fielder, that's a pretty good day if you ask me, but, um, you always want to play well. You always want to have production. Um, I, I think there's been thousands of times that you'll see a guy doesn't get a hit all spring and he'll start the season out with a 20 game hitting streak, vice versa. So, um, I think quality of work, building myself, building the, um, Capacity up to be playing uh, back to back games, playing different positions. Um, Being able to just kind of just some check some of those boxes off is always going to be a priority in spring. Going first to third, stealing a base, Um, you know, maybe coming in a game late and and to simulate, you know, the times that that happens during the year. Um, I think those things are more of a priority than, you know, I'd love to hit 400 this spring. If I don't hit 400 this spring, I, I think I'll still be
2: okay. So there's a lot of nuance there, and I guess as we get our eyes on more spring training games, it's easier to see that, but it's, it's hard to look at a box score in spring training and and know how well a player did, as Talkman just kind of evidenced for you there. Uh, so this is a, a month-long process. We tend to really focus in on what we see right away early in spring. But remember, there's still a long way to go, and a player can improve and kind of knock off the rust early in spring and really get going as as the final weeks of the exhibition games go on. And we'll see... Uh, not necessarily who's leading the battle the weekend. You really want to get to that final week and see how things shake out and who's healthy, too, a big part of it. Uh, as the Yankees get set to begin the exhibition season, a lot of focus is always on pitching. Of course it is for Aaron Boone. Uh, it's really the biggest thing he's trying to watch this exhibition season as he tries to get these guys through and figure out what the rotation looks like.
3: With our starting pitchers, whether it's the guys returning from injury or the guys that didn't pitch a lot or some of the younger pitchers, Um, you know, just how they're doing, how they're building up, and then kind of constantly evaluating where they're at physically and helping inform us of, you know, what we think they're going to be able to give us over the course of a season.
2: Boone probably has a pretty good idea of what is starting for And maybe starting five look like, although keeping an open mind with all the people involved in this competition. And as he likes to say, very deep with eight, 10, 12 guys who are capable of starting games for the Yankees this year. Maybe they all will at a particular point in time as they try and navigate through the difficulties of getting back into a 162 game season. Now, there are a lot of factors that could move things around Uh, there, but there is a plan to a degree. There is some sort of plan, right? But how far out do you plan that? You know that there are, you know, beyond just injury reasons, beyond maybe COVID reasons that maybe force a shutdown of some kind, um, beyond weather. Maybe you get two or three days of rain in a row that changes things around. And not to mention performance. You know, if some of these guys don't pitch well, how long do you go with them before you you move some things around. So, uh assuming there is a given here, I asked Aaron Boone how far out his best-laid plans of pitching really go. Is it a month, two months? Does they how far do they map this out?
3: I mean, I've looked at the first month and and you know, got some things down that we kind of envision potentially. Um we will have conversations here Probably this week where we start to, um, you know, having, you know, whether it's, you know, Matt Blake and Mike Harkey and, and um, strength and conditioning staff, training staff, um, our um, performance science team kind of just, you know, really getting on the same page about hey, what are the things, you know, we, we can expect. Um, how are we going to map this out? What are the things we're going to, you know, evaluate and place an importance on as far as, uh, making decisions on guys and how often we're, how many, you know, potential innings we're able to get out of different guys. Um, look, I, I mean, I think we're going to make plans, but, um, you obviously got to stay flexible with those things because, you know, one guy goes down for an extended period. it, it you know, it changes the the formula a little bit. So um, we'll definitely have a lot of conversations on this subject as, as spring unfolds and certainly as the first months of the season unfold. Um, but we'll, we'll remain flexible and, you know, there's nothing in my mind that says a hard line number of innings for really any of our guys at this point.
2: I kind of feel like Aaron Boone's master plan, if it exists somewhere, you know, I imagine it being like yours and my uh brackets when we fill out the NCAA tournament brackets and we have it all laid out and here it is, this is how it's going to end, and our national champion circled there in the middle. That's the way it's gonna look exactly three weeks from now. And then, you know, what, eight hours into day one of the tournament, you're making marks all over the page, and you're rip, maybe you're ripping up the whole thing because you got knocked out. This is what the pitching plan looks like probably for the Yankees. Uh, things will happen that will change, but they do have an idea of how they want to get through the first month. Uh, we'll see what kind of uh, curveballs are thrown their way with weather and other issues and, uh, and health Always the biggest factor when you're trying to map out these plans. So that's the interesting part for the Yankees, and we'll see how it gets underway. The exhibition season beginning on Sunday. Uh, We'll have exhibition baseball on WFAN pretty much every weekend. Uh, It's going to be, and actually um, it'll be uh, Sunday the 28th, and then the next game is Sunday, March 7th. Uh, There is a weeknight game on Wednesday, March 10th. And then you'll uh, move forward into the weekends as you get deeper into the spring. You'll get some more games. Uh, Keep in mind, every Sunday morning from now to the end of spring training, Ed Coleman and I will be hosting a four-hour radio show dedicated to Yankees and Mets, looking ahead to the season and talking about everything that's happening this spring. And that begins this coming Sunday, February 28th. So tune in at 9 a.m. on WFAN and on Radio.com, and we'll be followed immediately by Yankees Baseball Sunday, 1 o'clock, the Yankees and Blue Jays from Steinbrenner Field in Tampa. If you're new here, make sure you check out all of our podcasts. The uh, links are posted on my Twitter, at YankeesWFAN. You can find them on the WFAN.com homepage. You can also find them on your podcast platforms at – at the WFAN On Demand page, and um, you'll get all of those if you subscribe there. You'll get my Yankee reports and Ed Coleman's Mets reports delivered right to you there. So I hope you're ready for some spring training baseball. should be fun. It's it's, it's not quite real baseball, but it's, it's right around the corner, and there will be some fans in the stands, and we'll break it all down for you as we continue along this spring. Thanks for listening. I'm Sweeney Murdy.